Shut up and sit down. And there we go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Go. There we go. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Oh, it was so smooth. But it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, welcome to another episode of Build, Paint, Play. You know it's uh, us because we've got things wrong. Huzzah. <laughs> welcome, welcome, everybody, uh, to season four. The uh, first season for 2024, second show, but uh, let's just imagine we pushed January 2nd back into 2023. I mean, technically that was the holiday episode, so. Oh, yeah, it, it was something. It was technically something. No, it was a great show. Definitely uh, super cool talking with uh, Adam and Kat, but uh, we are excited now to move forward into the... Um, the future. The future! The future is now. Now. It is now. Uh, a whole bunch of new things uh, new things that we'll be talking about. Uh, let's see who is in the chat. Uh, so we have uh, Scott is here. Jeff is here. Uh, Scott is off to Las Vegas Open this weekend, uh, as is John Schaefer. Nice. Have fun. So definitely uh, super excited. He's taking uh, Scott is taking a weekend-long class with Ben Comets. That's gonna be a killer class. That'll be awesome. Yeah, uh, for sure. Adam and Cat. Adam and Cat will be there. They'll be. Adam and Cat will be there. Yep. Uh, Adam will be there uh, playing uh, King of the Hill with uh, Combat Patrol. So if you take Combat Patrol along, Scott, you'll be able to uh, beat up on Adam. Uh, Chris says LVO was such fun. Uh, so much fun a couple of years ago when I got to go. Wish I could have gone back this year. Um, I got to go in 2017, I think, uh, with uh, Simon. Um, I, th I think I've I think I've been to two or three LVOs. Uh, I didn't go last year. I didn't go the year before that. But I think I went. I think I went like in 2021 or 2022, and then I'm actually, I'm actually wearing my T-shirt for the year <laughs> they didn't do it. This right. is the. That was the uh, Las Vegas Nopin. All right, that'd that's be twenty twenty one, I think. Yeah. That's why he's got his like his bunny slippers on and his ma his face mask. Elvis <laughs> has got his mask on. Yeah, my uh, my company, we did the shirts for them for that that particular show, and it was right. fun. They did like an online, you know, sort of like marketplace, and so people could like still like get stuff from vendors and stuff. It was it was kind of neat, but it was it was a little weird. It was like the first one I think that they were like, we don't really know how to handle this. Like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> for sure excellent excellent uh chris is here uh so i mentioned that uh dave hummel is here oh my goodness dave hummel is here at the start of the show awesome 
Very cool. Uh, welcome, Dave. Uh, Matt Bowles is here. Hi, Matt. Josh is here. Um, oh, Scott said that he's coming to Nova in the fall. Oh, nice. Did, uh, Josh says Nova would be great and need a roommate, Scott, right? <laughs> uh, who else do we have? Um, Josh is he, here. Cliff's here. Cliff's here. Hey, Cliff. Uh, Dan is here. Hey, Dan. Uh, uh, who else? Crown of Command. Crown of Command. Excellent. That's Josh. Um, um, Jez is here. Josh just sent oh, me my God. Time. Mel's on. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Jez is here. Mel's here. <laughs> evening, Jez. Evening, Mel. Um, wow. So Jez and Mel both up after midnight. Welcome, welcome, guys. Uh, awesome. Um, excellent. Do we catch everybody? I think we've caught everybody. I mean, that's that's everybody that's commented. I, I mean, I don't know who else is here, but yeah, cool. <clears throat> Definitely good. Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Obviously, we are we would like to thank our sponsor again, our, our season sponsor, um, yep. Army Painter. Uh, we got to talk about the new Fanatic range last week, and then uh, yesterday I put up all the new, all the new Fanatic, or not all the new, the two new Fanatic products that are available are up on Alpha Omega for pre-order. I mean, you can pre-order a bunch of places, but if they're up on our website too. Uh, the only things that are out right now is the complete range, which I can only imagine that box is like the size of a Leviathan box. It must weigh like thirty pounds. Um, it's I think it's what 215 200 and 216 216 it's 216 paints a paintbrush a whole bunch of stuff um but it's one of everything in their new line it is it looks incredible uh and then there's the mega paint set which is 50 paints it comes with a cool like mdf like paint rack and it yep. comes with a brush and their little guidebook and stuff uh it's kind of like the 50 i don't want to say best but like the 50 kind of like most popular most kind of ubiquitous colors um but yeah they they both look rad it, it's gonna be it's gonna be so good I, I can't wait to get my hands on it i would have bought it i would have bought more today i needed a couple of paints for the pro for the the warlords thing and uh, i needed colors that i don't normally use which right. i'll give you later but i was like <laughs> oh i'll just buy the army painter ones and then i was like uh i don't want to buy the old ones i want to wait and get the new ones so i was like nah okay i'll have to wait but yeah just wait a little bit wait a little bit you'll be oh you you won't be disappointed yeah, they look they look nuts though. The new fanatic range is crazy. Uh, yeah. I really like that on their page. They took the they took as a sample. They took a bunch of I don't want to say GW bases because that would get people in trouble. But they took a bunch of black plastic bases <laughs> and just painted like stripes and then painted half the base. And they used like a bright green, a bright blue, a bright orange, a, a yellow, and the coverage that you get from the new paints. I mean, they're, they're lights out. Like it is, it's really, really good. So I'm excited to get my hands on some of their new technical ones too. Like the, uh, was it glistening blood and dried blood? And, um, they look, they look really good. I'm excited yeah. for it, but, they, but again, thank you to our, thank you to our sponsor. If you guys are going to be at LVO, those of you that are, make sure you swing by their booth and tell cat and Adam that you guys, you watch the show and you appreciate them being our sponsor. Cause we do. Um, and I think you'll be able to try out the, yeah. Yeah, the definitely. fanatics at LVO. So, like Scott and anybody else who's going to be there, uh, Josh, definitely swing by and and check them out and let us know what you think. I, I'm I'm curious to get some other people's feedback, like like pe folks that we know. So, excellent, excellent. 
Cool. Um, th- th- it's crazy that you sort of jumped in and, and ran through all of that because I have some pictures later <laughs> for us to talk about. But anyway, that's why we do it live. That's 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 how you guys know it's real. It's live. Like Dave and I did not know prep work. We don't have show notes. No, we, we don't do have not. Show notes. We probably should. Maybe we should have. Maybe we can start doing that. We can absolutely start doing that. We can start doing that. What's that? I said we can definitely start doing that. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> cool. All right. So what do you uh, got? What do you have first? What what have, what have you been working on? Uh, what have I been working on? Um, a few different things. Uh, first thing, actually, before I get jump into that, I can say. Uh, so, I think the night after the last show. No, no, no we have to cancel that session. Um, I was going to say uh, playing a little bit of uh, a song of ice and fire. Did I talk about that last time? Um, I think you mentioned that you were getting into it. Yeah. So my my when every other Wednesday gaming group is uh, we're playing a song of ice and fire. So um, it might have been that. Yeah, it might have been two weeks ago. We but we played a game of um, song of ice and fire. My I played with my Starks, uh, which are mainly Mormont units, and um, against the Greyjoy army. So that was really kind of interesting. They have a lot of really quirky uh, special rules, which was like, there's one point where I, I ran my berserkers forward and like slammed into his unit with his uh, general in it and killed like two thirds of them. And then during the rest of that turn, a couple of things that he did along the way brought back like seven of the eight models that I'd killed. And it was like, oh, oh, I didn't realize that was how this was going to work. <laughs> the Greyjoy, because you're playing, you're playing like Starks, but you're playing like an Umber list, right? Basically. Mormont list, mainly Mormont. Okay. Mainly Mormont. It, it's, I'm going to be painting everything as Mormont. So like browns and greens. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm using Umber, Umber Berserkers, um, Karstark Spearman. I'm going to re, rebadge the shields. Yeah, I got you. That kind of thing. It's it's yeah. a super fun game. Like I have a massive Stark army. I, I like I own like two starters plus the original all the Kickstarter stuff. Like I have a ton of of Stark stuff. Uh, and I was gonna run them all as Car Starks. Um, okay. Because yeah. it's close to my last name. It's like <laughs> it's like the it's like if you took Krajewski and Stark and mashed it together, it's the Car Starks. And I was like, right, I'm yeah. <laughs> um, but like Ben and I were away at Gamma. I think we we're at Gamma. And uh, Simon was running like a, if you sign up for the tournament, you get uh you get a starter set for signing up to have. And I was like, why wouldn't we do that? So Ben and I registered and I was like, well, I want all the new Stark stuff. So I got the new Stark starter and Ben got the, um, the Greyjoy starter. And yep. when you're looking at their models, the Greyjoys look like a bunch of heavily armored like they're wearing like hauberks they look like vikings they're wearing hauberks and they have like they have like great axes and stuff yeah so we're like okay like they were in they were the new army so ben's like oh I, I guess they're like i guess they're like line trooper like viking guys like this will be great so we thought they're gonna be really good on the charge and they'll be able to suck up a decent amount of damage and we started playing them and my starks just like wiped the floor with them because they're like you said they're yep. designed to be like a sneaky like manipulative sort of like counter army yeah. and we didn't realize that until like turn two and then ben was like oh i like this guy like victorian or whatever or whoever the character is is like he wants to be specifically in this unit yeah he does, he's not good in any other units he wants to be in that unit 
And Ben was like, well, he's my general. So I'll put him in my scariest unit. And it was great because they were definitely tough, but he doesn't do anything for that unit. He's just yeah. like there. And yeah. I was like, okay, this, I'm like, yeah, this is weird. I'm like, I, I definitely, once we played it through, he was like, okay, I, I think I get how to use these guys now. But yeah, at, at, at first blush, you're like, oh, they're like a heavy infantry army. And it's like, they're not. They are right. like a, a smoke and mirrors army is what you want them to do. Yeah, um, not exactly. But <laughs> yeah. it's a really, really cool game. Uh, no, definitely, definitely. Uh, I, I was victorious against the, the Greyjoys, but I had to, we were just playing thirty like a 30-point learning game. We both had four units, um, both had one NCU. And uh, I was able to avoid his archers pretty well and use my, th then use a, like a four on three strategy to wipe out one unit at a time. So in the end, I think I, I, a little bit, I think I lost two units. I lost my cast arcs and my umbers, but uh, still have my two Mormont units. Yeah. The, the, I'm telling you, the she bears, mm -hmm. the she bears are like, they, I think they're one of the, they're probably the best looking unit in the i think in the yeah. range like i just think they look fantastic like they do look uh do look super cool for sure yeah i, I think them and and maybe like the frozen shore bear riders like they're really cool but like yeah. i mean they're very northern looking units i think those units just look i just think they look great they do they do look great uh awesome just uh quickly i'm gonna say hi to some key some key is here uh and uh some key and josh will be battling all all night for the puns nice uh steven's here tabletop super show excellent hi steven cal's here hi cal um <laughs> just as that's like planning and plans go wrong let chaos reign okay you've you convinced me <laughs> awesome um <laughs> scott says the ak booth looks to be right beside the army painter booth at lvo with one unit a couple of stories on and command style mega brawl <laughs> that'd be great no touching of the hair or face and that's it that'd be awesome yep excellent there we go some pieces sound it sounds like dave's army has a stark difference when painted <laughs> nice there we go excellent uh, <laughs> uh just as i uh, need to test out the new ap line now definitely uh do yourself a favor and if you get a chance that'd be great um, I think you'll like it. It's 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 really really good, and the color the color selection is awesome. Excellent, um, <laughs> excellent. There we go. Uh, radio. Oh, uh, um, Mel Mel wants to know what sets Fire and Ice apart from other fantasy rank and file games. I would say, I would say the I think one of the cool things about that game is the way that it was designed is. It's a, it's an old school, like unit based game. So you've got like, you know, the big square templates and it's either four cavalry dudes or it's, you know, whatever it is, well, infantry, 15, 20, like infantry guys. Well, um, yeah. So, so I, I really like that. I think the biggest thing that sets it apart is that it's not just about, oh, I got my charge off in your side arc, or I got my charge off on your flank or your rear. It's like, once you have the charge, you have your off game character that can give your army bonuses. And then you also have like your cards you can play because each army has like ploys and stuff that they can do. Uh, so it just, to me, it just feels like it's a little more, it's it's a little more involved, but the part of the deck mechanic thing too, is that, and it's not that it's random, but you can kind of like tweak your army between rounds even. 
and like my army playing against like like if i'm playing my starks against dave starks my army is going to play different i'm going to use different stratagems than if my starks are playing against like lannisters like it's just it's the same army even but i might i might play my cards differently or i might make different choices with my non-combat character um so like i i think that i think the i think the non-combat character is a really cool wrinkle um the models themselves are they're really nice i think didn't big child creative do all those the sculpts for that all the sculpting for it yeah okay. yeah yeah the the sculpts are great and it's it's big it's like 32 mil probably because the horses probably, are yeah. huge that's about the horses that. Are yeah. gigantic yeah no definitely um uh, definitely cool but yeah it, it is that there's a there's a core set of rules and uh what do you call it i guess um really cool things like panicked and vulnerable conditions there's yeah, a course conditions, conditions yeah. um that you have uh, a core set of bonus rules like critical blow or sundering that kind of thing that which is very very limited there's like three three defense or three negative and three positive kind of things yeah. um and then everything else is how you manipulate those uh and manipulate those during the the battle um stark have a lot of tactics cards that allow for additional movement um so there's a lot of getting into the right position so that you can charge at the right time combine it with other other units yeah. but um yeah it's a it's definitely a, a cool game one of the things they've done as well mel um which you might not like about it is they've uh the terrain is not as like physical terrain up off the table yeah. is not as important so you might not like that aspect of it <laughs> but yeah bye mel Sp spread the word please uh please tell your tell your audience about us maybe that'll maybe that'll help us out yeah um, <laughs> that'll be good for sure no it's yeah it's, um, it's really fun yeah the, the terrain is the only thing that's a little weird because it's more it's a template but there's also not a lot of terrain so yeah. yeah but anyway have a good uh have a good night mel catch you later uh cheers just that he's, he's been working on some one-to-one -one scale heraldry um man painted a couple of heater shields for his local castle and with a heraldic squirrel on one missing a guy nice <laughs> heraldry from the 1350 muster rolls they're pretty cool i checked them out on uh, instagram uh so yeah go and check out jez uh is jez ancestor on instagram jez and let us know you can go and uh, check out those things mel i said uh in the game in that yeah, in the game, game it's not important which is why some people won't like it because but in other games it's incredibly important and look i've got some right here that i painted recently <laughs> i got a picture of that coming up but anyway have a good one uh and yeah just that song is uh one of the only games that i like using 2d terrain yep yeah, it's it's one of the few games like i don't feel bad about it because yeah. i like i like having terrain on the board but <laughs> yeah for sure their, their their terrain is weird because all of the terrain in that game is essentially it's a template effect yeah it's yeah, not yeah. really terrain like it's a it's like oh you wandered into like the the corpse pile cool it's an area of effect thing or it's like oh you wandered into you know whatever it's an area effect thing so it's it's less that it's terrain it's more that it's like a template marker um because yeah. like i don't and if, if you're using any terrain which you can 
the only thing terrain would really do is like if you had like if you put like a forest on the board and i have archers behind it it blocks line of sight yeah so yeah. you could technically put real terrain on if you wanted it's just it's specifically it's just the template like oh did you touch this thing then this effect happens yeah, yeah exactly exactly so what else uh what else have we been working on um i'm gonna show you uh, i'm gonna actually first up though um i posted it in the group i got my um decal sheet from uh death ray designs nice yeah i saw you post about that you can see how big it is it's an eight and a half by 11 sheet um i don't know if the camera's gonna pick it up uh sort maybe. of maybe yeah, like triangles and stuff yeah so it's lots of it's lots of white uh squad markings on um on almost white paper like light blue paper but um yeah so super excited i have um now put the decals onto all of the models that i've painted so far that need decals nice so it's close to 100 models um and i still have as you can see nice. half, half a sheet there <laughs> um and i've just knocked a whole bunch of things off my desk um but let me uh hit present screen share window dave your, your desk your desk makes me itchy that's fair. Like, there's just so much stuff on your desk. I'm like, oh god, I just want to like, I just want to like stop and clean up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't have time. <laughs> that's that's like a, a couple of day process. Uh, but anyway, here we go. Uh, so this was uh, is the. Um, so is that tactical? One of the eradicators? No, this was close support. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm I'm used to I'm used to reading codex symbols. I was like, it's a triangle. That's tactical. Well, all of them are triangles. Okay, okay. So it's just variations of triangles. This one's close support because it's um, so there's range support is the main triangle in the center is is upright. It's pointing up and has a little has that little a little hollow triangle next to it, so it looks like mountains. Okay. Which are further away. So ranged. This okay. one here, close support is like a a rock dropping on you. <laughs> it's Got much it. closer. <laughs> it's gonna knock you out. But uh yes, yeah, so close support. What, is the white, the, what uh, does the right white there. triangle represent? And, uh the white triangle, the solid white at the front is uh first squad. Okay. So yellow triangle is uh second squad, red triangle is third squad. I didn't go for a fourth because you can only take three of each type of unit sure so um yeah and did so on use, my did you use codex my... colors for your triangles pardon did you use codex colors for your triangles how do you mean each each company and squad have their own color if you're using a codex chapter oh no no none of that none like of that white the reason i ask is white <laughs> is usually first all right yeah yeah no it's, it's not nothing to do with companies because the the army is um, from uh, Eagle Shield Breakers Draka, so it's uh, has a much more um, ad hoc feel. <laughs> Very nice. But uh, yeah, so I've got that. Um, so I've got all those done. So like, oh, all of these guys, all of the guys there, all of those guys. Um, 
the one of the great the super cool things about them i mentioned it in the the post i did in the community group is that um they uh, the the carrier film is super thin yeah you were saying yeah it's the thinnest of any uh certainly the thinnest of any custom um transferred decal sheet that i've got and um it's certainly on a par or if not a little bit thinner than uh like the gw sheets so nice super impressive uh, jazz uh, i'm uh i'm i'm not i'm not a codex chapter i'm i'm codex adjacent i'm a blood angel player so we yeah. follow some of the rules but not all the rules right <laughs> exactly <laughs> um Matt asks if I'm using Microsoft or Microset. I'm using Microsoul. That stuff's so um, good. Yeah, so basically what I've been doing with these is uh, the, the only downside of it being a custom um, sheet is that uh, the carrier film is across the whole thing. So you've got to you cut it nice and close to the decal. Um Oh, instead of like dotting it like GW does. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. So I mean, what I mean, I always I always try to get as close to the transfer as I can anyways, because I, I yeah. want less I want less there. So yeah. But uh yeah, so I, I cut that out, um, soak it off the, the backing paper, lay it onto the the uh, shoulder pad for ten guys, let it sit there and start to adhere. Then come along, and put a dab of Microsol on each one. Uh, let them sit there for I don't know twenty seconds. Come back with another dab, put on a, put it on all of them. Let's sit there for twenty seconds, and then come along with a um, piece of paper towel, and then just like push it down onto the the thing, so it'll soak up any additional Microsol, and make sure make sure that it conforms to that shape. And it comes away and it's super smooth. So you can't... I, always just use, I always just use a brush. I, I go and I put all the Microsol yeah. on and then I'll oh. go back and I'll do super thin layers. I just go back over it and it'll, yeah. you know, curve the the transfer into shape. Yeah. I, I do it this way because I know that it's gonna gonna work for me and it's gonna soak up that extra and it's not yeah. gonna slip the the uh decal isn't gonna slip across the shoulder pad. Nice. So, um but yeah, works really well. I love it. And then um, gloss varnish and then matte varnish over it. And then the, the weathering. But um, I also painted up, uh, as I mentioned, a piece of terrain, a couple, a couple of pieces of terrain, actually, for the um, pages of Game Trade magazine. Nice. For the March uh, issue. So that's... Um, very nice. Yeah, there we go. You got some of the squad leader markings. Yeah, that's um that's one that I actually messed around with earlier. That's the same similar sort of thing to the the soul haunter um die. I like so it. Not, still not sure about it, but we'll see how it goes. I like it. I think it's a nice splash of color because again, their faces, the helmets are awesome. There's just so much blank white real estate. It makes me want to do stuff like. <laughs> it, like if i was doing this i would get one of my micron pens and i would do like celtic scroll work down like yeah. the face like i like viking tattoo style like not on all of them but i would do it on some of them i i did that uh for a squad of i converted a squad of like 
when when Primaris Marines first came out, like at the beginning yep. of seventh or whatever, or eighth? No, yeah, eighth. At the beginning of eighth, when Primaris Marines came out, um, all they had was basically like what came in the starter box, and that was it. So I took a squad of five intercessors and I converted them using space wolf bits and like old chaos warrior bits. So right. I gave them like fur cloaks and like, you know, squad, like, like, like wolf tails and stuff. Uh, and I did a bunch of like scroll work, like face tattoos and um, like hand markings uh, yeah. on all of them. And it was, it was just super fun because there's, there's just so much to play with there. So that's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. No. But they look great. I, I I I approve of the 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 marking. <laughs> if nice. if you don't want it to look like Soul Hunters, maybe don't do red. But like, I, I think the face yeah. markings look, look sick. I think I'll mess around with something else. I got, I got a couple of other ideas, but we'll see how it goes. Nice. But a lot of my sergeants don't have helmets, so. But I've decided that sergeants will all have that tilting shield. So. Um, the terrain looks great. Yeah, it's it's like super super simple. It's the um the Baron Hills from uh Monster Fight Club. Yep. So the train is great. You just throw it in the, throw it in a tub when you're done. Yep. Uh looking at the chat, um just says codex curious rather than codex adjacent. Um <laughs> Jim says uh, the codex is more of a guideline than it is a rule book. Depending on what chapter you are, yes. Yep. Uh, Scott says, I use Microsoft and Microset. Uh, paint over the film usually. I think I do decals pretty decently. I don't know what decals are. There's no K in that word. It's decals. <laughs> excellent. Uh, Sean Gleason has joined us. Hi, Sean. Uh, and excellent. Thanks, Josh. Uh, and yes, Jake approved. Very cool. Um, yes, sergeants have hard heads. No need for helmets. Uh, what else do I have on here? Oh, okay. The next thing. New thing, something the new. Battle, is the battle camper apparently, or, the, or Jordan sorcery? Well, new for the for this this season. I'm introducing it. I haven't told Jake about it. It's surprising him. Okay, uh, let's hear it. But we I figured, have, we have a Patreon. Um, pardon? We have a Patreon. No, we don't. We haven't done that yet. But um, no, uh, I wanted to highlight some uh, YouTube channels and some Instagram accounts uh, that I have been enjoying. Uh, and as we go through the season, Jake will send me his um, his thoughts on additional <laughs> YouTube channels and uh, Instagram accounts that he's been enjoying. But um, Jordan Sorcery, I don't know if you've checked out Jordan Sorcery at all, Jake? I, I do not do a lot on social media ever. Like uh, This is a YouTube channel. Th this is the extent of my YouTube. Is, is <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Okay. Um, so I, I watch quite a bit of YouTube, um, and I watch I, I enjoy watching people uh, talk about the history of different things of, of wargaming, of Games Workshop, of a whole bunch of different stuff, um, and it always amuses me when I hear them talk about different things and like get it so completely wrong because they've, they've pinned the whole thing around a, a rumor or a conspiracy theory. Um, and at one point, just after Christmas, I was having uh, lunch with Brendan Bell, and I said, there needs to be some sort of service where these YouTube channels can come to this service and get, like, the <laughs> have their service do their research for them. But that, but that's not how, that's not how the internet works. Like, I, I know it's not how the internet works. Where I say something that's absolutely insane and unsubstantiated, 
And then I get a million people like retweeting it. Like that's, that's how the internet works. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is how the internet works. Uh, However, I did want to say that Jordan Sorcery, (laughs) Jordan's channel is, um, is awesome because he does his research. He is personally interested in the history and he um, does a whole bunch of uh, great interviews with, uh, with folks where it's, he sort of prods them along, but lets them speak. It's, he'll throw in over the course of an hour long interview, he might sort of have six questions. Uh, and folks like Thomas Perrinen there talking about um, revolutionizing Warhammer Magic and the fantasy uh, Realm of Chaos box set for um, fourth edition, fifth edition. Yeah, fifth edition. Uh, and the changes that, that Thomas brought about. Um, there's Alan Merritt in there talking about his time at uh, GW, um, which was great to see Alan's point of view for a bunch of things. But uh, yeah, if you're interested in uh, the history of gaming and uh, role playing and that kind of thing, Jordan Sorcery is definitely a great channel to check out. Um, and uh, yeah, J- Josh says Jordan has the big fish spilling the beans, indeed. Uh, Cliff Edders says Brendan Bell, but that, that's a name I've not heard in a long time. <laughs> Indeed. Um, Battle Camper. Battle Camper is another uh, channel that I've had a lot of fun watching over the last uh, probably year and a half. Um, but I want to bring your people's attention. So um, Alex Temple, who uh, runs Battle Camper, uh, his the broad stick is that oh, he's a big uh, Lord of the Rings fan, um, big Middle Earth strategy battle game fan. He goes to a lot of tournaments around the UK. Um, but he has a van and uh, he's done things he goes like into battle with it. Pardon? And he goes into battle with it. He does go into battle with it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, for sure. No, um, it'd be things like uh, he was going to be painting up some eagles. So he decided, okay, well, I'm going to drive to the UK. I drive to the place in the UK. Uh, so he's, he's based in London, drives somewhere in the UK where. The eagles are known to roost. So we'll be painting eagles with eagles kind of thing. Um, So he'll drive there, he'll camp. It's essentially, it's a a bit of a travel vlog um, with the addition of uh, awkward war gamer um, struggles to paint while dog licks water out of the paint cup, that kind of thing. Nice. But a lot of fun. Definitely a, a cool... Um, fun sort of setup, but uh, yeah, just goofy. I really enjoy his uh, his channel. <laughs> um, what else have we got in there? It just says if it weren't for rumors and hearsay, life would be extremely dull. Um, just says filmed egg miniatures is doing uh, is doing good on interviews at the moment. John Blanche, Rick Priestley, etc. John's channel is excellent though. Thumbs up. Um, and Stephen says, uh, yeah, I've been really enjoying that YouTube series. That's uh, the Filmed Egg Miniatures interviews, which are definitely cool. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Brett Abbott's here. Hey, Brett. Great to see you. Um, Brett says, I was made Jordan Sorcery got Mark Wells on. Yeah, that was definitely a great interview to uh, see that. Because there was uh, Mark Wells was there for a bunch of the time that I was there. Well, Jake and I were there, so um definitely cool 
Anyway, oh, Tim's here. Hey, Tim. What's welcome, up, Tim? Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and then a couple from Instagram. Um, I grabbed Hellglazer. So, oh, I've Hellglazer. seen that. I've seen that. Um, that Gilliman throne room thing. I've seen that before. Oh, yeah, from Baharoth, Tribal Paint. Yeah. He does uh, absolutely spectacular um, dioramas that are just completely insane. And uh, yeah, this is one of his most recent massive pieces. So that Gulliman sitting on there. That's, his, that's his a different five. guy. That's a different guy that did the. Um, is that the same guy that did the like the source lighted uh, Triumph of Saint Catherine and like the zombie thing? Yeah, I think it's a different guy. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Baharoth Cryoball Paint. Uh, did um, which I, I love his name as well. Um, I'm pretty sure he's the one who did the uh, the throne room. Um, for I like the uh, the basically the reworking of the classic um, piece of oh the John Blanche one. Oh, I mean not the John Blanche the Adrian Smith one. No, I think John Blanche. Oh, the original. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, just says Baharoth is excellent. Definitely. Um, and yeah, Hellglazer, though, has been, it just, it's an account that came to my attention recently. But he's been painting this, um, this Imperial Fist for a little bit. And I keep looking at, he's been posting work in progress photos along the way. And I kept looking at them because I've been painting a lot of Space Marines, right? Endless amounts of Space Marines. And some of his parts that he's been showing is I'm like, like this particular arm, the right arm holding that pistol. It's like, I I had no idea that there was an arm that, that had that detail on it or that that detail could be painted so finely. It was absolutely incredible. It's like, I, I might need to get my prescription uh, checked for my glasses. <laughs> but uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, beautiful stuff so for those four i put some links down in the uh the notes below so you can go and check those out give them a uh, a like or a subscribe or a follow or whatever they call it wherever it is sounds good so what do you think about doing that each week sure i mean it, it that'll be that'll be dave's segment <laughs> and i'll just sit here go and i'll just sit here and go Okay, well, it'll make up for later on when you, you start talking about um, Battletech or something. Sure. I mean, hey, whatever. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Uh, Scott says, you know, I thought Dave and I would have a lot of YouTube crossover. Turns out none at all. <laughs> How did that happen? Excellent. Painting no, eagles no, 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 you missed it. The best part of that comment is the second half where he goes, painting eagles with eagles. All right. Fact checking nerd history. Yikes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Cliff says, oh, my God, my freaking vision has gotten definitely gotten worse today. Oh, man. dude, I, I get it. When I when I paint now, I, I paint like this. So, like, yeah. I, I my vision is like where it is now where anything closer than about here yeah it starts to get a little blurry right so like when i look at my phone i either look at my phone like this yep. or i'll just you know kick my glasses up and i look at it like this but it's like <laughs> this weird i don't know like like 12 like like eight inches to like 
like two and a half feet. Like yeah. this, this 18 inches is just blurry. Excellent. So when I paint, if I paint with my glasses on, I have to paint at like arm's length. So I'll paint like this. Right. If I'm doing like, you know, block highlighting or, you know, base layers or whatever, it's fine. If I'm painting detail, I end up painting like this. So I can see the pot on the table and then I do all the detail like super close. Like that's how, I, this is how I like to paint. So right. I, I mean, I hear yeah, you, man. Like it is, again, it is getting us. rough. Show us um, again. Show us again. Oh, how I paint? Yeah. Because <laughs> I usually like this. So again, if I turn sideways, I'm I'm about this close to the miniature. Right. <laughs> this way I can still see the uh the paint pot on the table. Right. Wow. But yes. A buddy of mine, a buddy of mine's doing the whole like he bought like a I mean it's a magnifying glass, but like I don't know what it's for. It's like it's on a stand with like all these different lenses you can put in and okay. he paints. He, he like he puts his miniatures on the other side of it. Yeah. Like it, it's here on the table and he he paints like in front of it. And I was like, I don't think I need that. Like my up close, my vision is good. So like I can see all the detail. It's yeah. just, it's that weird, like it's this like this foot sucks. Right. So yeah, at yeah. normal at normal length, that's not good. I, I can't really see with my glasses on or without them. Yeah. But excellent. Uh Josh says he got a nerd visor, the old I set in a couple of years ago. Excellent. Scott wears glasses to paint, and now I think I've started the process. The glasses have made my eyesight worse in other aspects, quite possibly. Uh, Tim says I got my progressive lenses, and then I have the old man eye, old man eyes glasses as well. And Sean says I have transition glasses, but I don't use them at all. Oh, <laughs> there's um, a, another buddy of mine. He he bought um, like you know if you go to like CVS or Walmart or any local pharmacy, you can usually get readers, which are just like non-prescription reading glasses yep and he'll he'll put them on the end of his nose when he's painting right and yep. i'm like really he's like oh yeah it just helps me like if i get need to get in really close like i just look through the lenses and i was like oh, okay yep <laughs> cliff says build paint play come for the toy soldiers stay for the old man chat <laughs> yeah you kids today with your tiktok <laughs> and jim says lighting has been my biggest issue and get yourself a good light this summer, yeah, this summer we're going to talk about lawn care. Yep. We're going to do a whole segment. And how to keep kids off the lawn. Yeah, one-to-one one, one to one terrain and lawn care. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, let's jump into some other, other conversation about new things, too. Um, so I'm going to bring this up, and we'll, we'll whip through the first couple, because uh, Jake has already talked about them earlier in the show, uh, which are the... Um, our the wonderful uh war paints fanatics uh fanatic range from our uh season sponsor the army painter yep so that's it pre-orders on, right. so on the right is the the mega set yep and that comes with 50 paints comes to that little rack comes with the paintbrush and then the one on the left is the complete set so it's all 216 colors and i think there's like three brushes in there or four brushes or something Something like that. Yeah, they appear to be brushes down the front there. Well, but it's it's bonkers. There we go. Awesome. So this um the piece of terrain that I painted. I just painted that with black, the matte black, um, the Pharaoh Guard and the Aqua Alchemy, which are part of the, the teals um flexible triad. Oh yeah, they're they're third row down, right in the middle. Pharaoh Guard is like the 
yep. nice sort of greenish uh, jade. And then two to the right of that is Aqua Alchemy. It's right underneath Crystal Blue. Absolutely. Um, yeah, these colors. Are, I can't wait to get my hands on some of these. Uh, and this is one from uh, two weeks ago. So when and how much? Now we know that they're on. Um, they are on pre-order. The Mega Paint set, the two hundred. Oh, sorry, the fifty paints on the rack. I think is one ninety nine. I and I think it's. I think it's. Uh, hang on, I'll check. I will check. And the uh, the other one, the complete set is uh, seven. Seven ninety nine. So it's a huge investment. No, no, it's it's uh it's one ninety nine for, it's one ninety nine for the mega paint, and it's yeah. uh seven fifty nine. Fifty nine. Seven fifty nine. The complete. So <laughs> a huge investment, but uh that is a lot of paint to get in there. Yeah, it's it's um, every color. Yeah, yeah. So definitely cool. I think it's uh so what's that work out at three seventy five a pop rather than four twenty five. No, it's it ends up being it ends up being like three fifty, almost three fifty two. Okay, a pot if you buy the complete set. There we go. It is a crazy deal. Jake doing my math for me. <laughs> it's like three fifty one. It's like three dollars and fifty one cents point eight. So it's like sure. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, cool. So now we know. Uh, awesome stuff. Great paints. Next up. Legion Imperialis, how'd it go in your store, dude? It's it is awesome. Like we sold a ton of it. It's super fun. Today I sold, today I sold two Thunderhawks. Yeah. Um. It's like the 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 minis are just gorgeous. Like the, it's the same. It's the same prints as their full size ones. They just scaled it down digitally, and just printed them. So like. There was a kid a couple of weeks ago. He painted a Sakarin and a Rhino, and he staged them in such a way that you couldn't tell, like if they were epic scale or if right. they were full size. Right. Just because of the way he like put them on a table with terrain, it was like, man, are those epic or not? And then he took another photo where he backed up, and yeah. they're like on. They're clearly the epic scale versions. I mean, they're. This, this the sculpts are awesome and like all of the all of the titanicus stuff anybody who has any titanicus it's all the same scale so the idea is if you use your titans from titanicus in imperialis it's just a different rule set but everything is built to that scale so it all all the aeronautic imperialis stuff is the right scale titanicus is the right scale all the the city terrain they made for it is the right scale it's it's really really nice yeah for sure uh, just quickly, uh, Steven says, I, I've heard only good things from the UAP range, but good God, man, I have like 600 paints. That's cool. Um, <laughs> you don't have to grab them straight away as you, uh, as you run out of a particular color, consider checking out that, that new range for one paint at a time. Absolutely fine. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I remember correctly, the, the way the launch is going to work out is it, it's these two sets, it's yep. the mega set and the complete set. And then within a month or two of that, we'll probably get like the, you know, the most wanted set and the new starter set. And then uh, we, you'll get the full range. So you can just, if you just, if you're, if you're cool with waiting, you can just buy pots. Like I know my buddy, Adam, like we talked about last week, Adam Pratt, he's just going to buy the box. He's just going to buy the complete set. That way he's like, I got them all. I don't need to worry about it. Yeah. I, I suspect that Steve's probably okay with waiting. 
Yeah. Uh, and said, I like that Dave is just saying numbers. Jake is correcting him on army painter pricing and Dave is legit enjoying it. Like that weird channel he's promoting. <laughs> he's on brand like that. I am indeed. Yeah. Am he's, indeed. he's, uh, he, he's consistent. Excellent. Uh, and back to Legion's Imperialis. Uh, Sean is working on assembling his, uh, Dave says, can't pull the trigger on Legion. Hobby budget is already strained. Uh, I, Dave, I'm going to say exactly the same thing. I would, I've got a bunch of friends who are very definitely getting into Legion's Imperialis. Uh, and I would no doubt be able to get a load of games, but I will say, I will say price wise, it's actually priced pretty well. Like, like this oh, specific box. I'm, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's priced okay, but. Like for, for me, the, the big thing would have been like Titans, because like I, I yeah. always want to play Titans. So yeah. I already own a bunch of that for Imperialis. So all I was gonna do for this is now I would have like troops and stuff that can take objectives. Um it is definitely a different game. Like uh, some kid was complaining a couple weeks ago about how he didn't like I forget what, what I was on, but some kid was complaining about how he doesn't like Imperialis because he feels like the knights aren't good enough or the Titans aren't good enough. And I was like, it's not a Titan game. And it's, yeah. it's all about, like, activations. So when a Titan goes, don't get me wrong, they're still gross. So it activates, and it, like, deletes a unit. Yeah. Like, it just picks, oh, it's like, oh, you have those, that squadron of Sakarans and, like, that, like, you know, company of Space Marines. So for its turn, it focuses all of its arm weapons at that, and then its carapace weapons at that, and it just removes them. Like, they're just dead. Yeah. But then that's all it gets to do. So then for the Space Marine turn, he's like, I'm going to have this group of space Marines go into a building and they're going to take that objective. And out of this unit of tanks, like drive over here and they're going to drop off their, their terminators and they're going to take that objective. And then I'm going to do this with my dreadnoughts and they're going to knock down this unit of like, you know, Ogrins. And then I'm going to put space Marines out of a rhino and they're going to take that objective. And the Titan player is like, I didn't do anything. And I'm like, well, you killed two units. You just can't take <laughs> objectives because you don't, that's not what they do. Like, it's just, it just walks around and kills stuff. Yeah. So, but it's a it's a but it's a really fun game. It it is balanced really well, and it feels like it feels like a two point five. Like yep. right, a lot of us played Epic, right? Like a lot of us played like Epic or Space Marine back in the day. Space Marine, and yeah. then they did, and then they did the second edition. Yeah, or they, this, like the, the Epic forty k. Yeah, 40, yeah. Yeah. So this this feels like it's very familiar if you played second edition, but then they they clearly have like amended it and cleaned it up and like added some stuff, but it, it feels familiar. It feels like just a, a polished version of that. So it's, but it's really good. It's a super cool game. And the minis are awesome. The, the, the detail they got on the little Leviathan is just rad. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Dave Pummel says, I know I would go full bore into it. Like all of my hobbies, <laughs> there's no moderation. <laughs> That's well, at the top, Dave was talking about how he could either, he could either like pull the trigger and get either a, a big super paint set or a Thunderhawk. And I'm like, if you go Imperialis, you could do both. You could get a Thunderhawk for like 60 bucks and then you can get the, the set. <laughs> set of paints. Fantastic. Excellent. Um, so it says, I was pumped. I didn't buy any. Got a free Rhino and little scales, a GW mini of the month. I felt no desire to paint more. I passed the test. You have passed and now, the test. And now Scott, yeah, Scott can diminish and go into the West. Yes. <laughs> awesome um but no it's uh it's i am um as you see more and more of the releases 
and more and more of that that detail that we're talking about like the fact that you can have like that these are F- yeah plastic epic predators like, like like looking at those i'm yeah. like oh are, are those your 40k are those your horus heresy predators no <laughs> right but they could be yep like this this the detail on them is it's really really nice I, i'm i'm pleasantly surprised with it i will yeah. say also that dave you don't need to buy a full-size thunderhawk like nobody does it's it is literally a it is a point sink <laughs> um nobody needs yeah. one nobody needs any of this jake no no but i mean like so i, I was talking to ben <laughs> right like we were, we were chatting about one of the one of the biggest things that i like the way that they did it in horus heresy is if you run a super heavy in horus heresy yep. and someone kills it they automatically get another victory point. So it's it's whatever that's worth plus a victory point because you yeah. killed a super heavy. Right. And and to be fair, almost none of them are prepared to really make their points back. Like it'll make it'll kill a bunch of stuff, but it's probably not going to make its point back. And then when your opponent kills it, they get those victory points plus another victory point. Like it's just like here, have an advantage. Yeah. <laughs> so they are they are a total head fake. You are way better off not taking a super heavy right that's in in Harris Harris do you saying yeah 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 cliff imagine showing this photo in 2003 yeah showing this 21 years ago I'd have been like this is an epic you lie you lie <laughs> yeah that's not epic that's fantastic I do I do have a soft spot for the old epic or Titanicus like beetleback warlords right I, I still love that model. Yeah. I think it's definitely Absolutely. definitely better than the uh the boxy one than the um what pattern was that? I can't remember. Oh the um that was the second one that they did. I don't remember the pattern, yeah. but yeah, that I don't think I didn't remember the pattern because I didn't like that <laughs> I didn't like that version. I think it looks terrible. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. But no, like, um these will cost them, but uh, you can also tell that I I didn't have I don't have any of this stuff because I've pinched the uh, photos from somewhere else. <laughs> so um, this is far away that was using these, but uh, yeah, no, I'm just amazed that uh, that it's not only that you have the different options, the different weapon options to stick on the models, but also that there's that level of detail within the game. Um, yeah. Even even like the like the individual like marines themselves, because yeah. everything everything crept up slightly, because um, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely bigger. It's bigger. Yeah, it's definitely bigger than it used to be. But they look they look great. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Tim says that uh, his first forty k set ever was the first um, epic box box set. Yeah. Oh, first. Uh, sorry, first epic box set. Yeah. Uh, and Chris said the original Titanicus was the first GW game that he ever played. Um, <laughs> any complaint is that they haven't released the tanks from the starter box yet. Excellent. Um, oh, they haven't released, yeah, they haven't released some of them, but they need yeah. to, they've released like half, but the rest yeah. is coming. So, Jake, do you think you'll be uh jumping into Legions? I might. Uh, if I do it, I'm not going to do it till probably like the, I won't even think about it till the summer. Right. Um, I just have so much to get through. And then with all the shows we have coming up, like I, I'm not gonna be able to start like something else. Um, 
but if uh we're, we're i think we're doing a grow league uh in the summer and if we yeah. do i'll i'll probably jump into it like i said for me i'll just buy the the new like the the legion box which is like the not the full starter it's the one that's like the the supplement box i'll probably just buy that right. and then i'll add it to my titanica stuff okay that's cool um i i will be holding off for as long as i can we'll see so many other things to do including including One of the old world. Yeah, it's pretty gorgeous. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so, what do you uh, what do you think about this? How the uh, pre-orders going in the store? For we we've sold so much of this stuff, like yep. so much of this stuff. Um, ton of people bought the rule book because they want to use their old armies. Uh, we have a couple guys who already have like you know a Skaven army and whatever, so they basically just picked up the the rule book and then the there's like the forces of fantasy and the forces forces of evil. So. You know, we had a couple guys that basically bought the rule book and then like their whichever flavor of armies that they, they wanted. But then we sold a ton of the starter set and then and there's two. So there's the yep. there's the Bretonian starter and there's the Tomb King starter. We sold a ton of those. Yeah, they're they're just gorgeous. Like they're <laughs> they're super, super nice. They're the weirdest thing to me is the supposedly the boxes are balanced army wise, but price wise, they're different. Because the okay. Bretonian box, I think, is like two, it's like two fifty or two forty five or something like that. And the, the yep. actually, I'll tell you right now, because <laughs> I have that page open. Awesome. Yeah, the, the Bretonian box is two fifty five, and the Kemri box, the Tomb Kings box, is two ninety. Right. Yeah. But it's it's because there's way more units of skeletons than there are, you know, in the Bretonian box. Yeah. The um, again with my YouTube watching, I was watching uh Ninjon yesterday and he said that for this box, he went in his video about it. And so quite a few complaints about the, uh, the fact that there are the old models uh, in there, apart from the big Lich dragon or whatever. Um, yeah. And he said that he priced it out based on like, basically looking at the prices that they were when they released in 2004 uh, or 2003. And, um, adjusted for inflation and worked out what the the price of the lich dragon would typically be added all together 400 bucks it's kind of yeah is what that box would have been i mean their 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 box their box sets are are always a good deal like they're always a good deal like we we sold three more copies of leviathan like when i i think i'm one of i'm one of the last stores probably around that still has leviathan in stock and right. I did it deliberately. Like when we put in our numbers, our GW rep was like, are you sure you want that many? And I was like, yep. I, I'm like, I'm ordering extras. And he's like, why? I was like, because it's an awesome box set and everyone will want it. So, yep. um, you know, we, we priced it out the other day. Like some kid, some kid came in and he wanted to buy space Marine stuff. And I was like, what do you want to get? And he's like, I want a box of Terminators. I need at least, a, I want one box of like, um, he wanted a dreadnought and he needed the rule book. And I was like, just by leviathan and he was like why i was like the three things you just listed are almost the price of the box yeah and you get all the extra stuff <laughs> yeah i was like oh. well, sorry you get a phone call um so yeah it's 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 nuts but again it's the same thing with the these two new boxes for the old world the the value the value you get in buying all of their starter boxes 
they're they're always ridiculous. Yeah, I, I mean, but it's smart too from a business standpoint. I get it. It's like, well, we'll make it so that we're not losing any money on this box, but we're probably not making a ton of money on it. But the idea is that you're going to start playing this game, and then yep. the hope is that you'll either get more players in or like you'll become a, a fan, and then you'll start you know buying stuff from us regularly. Like that's that's the that's the plan. And I and I think GW has always done a really good job in that regard. Um, yeah. I mean, back when, when you and me and Cliff were there, I remember doing stuff like, remember they used to do, what do they call it? They were, uh, they, we sold battalion boxes. Yeah. Like the battalion boxes were the same thing. They were a great deal. And then, you know, once a year they'd put out an army box Yeah, and they were always a fantastic deal. So I get it. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Uh, looking at the, uh, chat. Dan Dan Wood says uh, we do, we don't need more models. We need Titan transfer sheets. Well, you're in luck, Dan, because they got uh, I think there's four new four or five new sheets of, of coming, Titan yep. transfer sheets coming. Uh, Dan and my friend Ben Hardy would get along really well. Ben is always about the uh, Titan transfers. Uh, Matt Ball says back to Camry. Uh, Dave Hummel is sad he got rid of his oversized Empire army. Cliff uh, is going to have to dig deep into the hobby closet for my old Empire Midnight army. Fantastic. Uh, Steven says I uh, will likely just get uh, the or get the rule book for Old World at least. Uh, that's the starting point for sure. Uh, Jess says I was looking at the skeleton horse sprues. They're from 1993. I was still a teenager then. <laughs> I was graduating from high school. Oh my goodness. I was uh, I, I was close to graduating from college. I'm a little bit older than you guys. There we go. Uh, Sean says I ordered the rule book and the forces of good book. Um, I think two weeks ago, I might have mentioned um, <laughs> talking about the the names. It's like Ravening Hordes. Cool. We all know Ravening Hordes and Forces of Fantasy. I said that's a dumb name. Where did that come from? Yeah, I I thought that too. I was like, that's a weird choice. Like, <laughs> I was like, that could be good guys or bad guys. It's just Forces of Fantasy. I was like, eh. well, the crazy thing is, like Ravening Hordes. I I knew Ravening Hordes from like sixth edition. I think when they put out the which was essentially the the index for, yep. for that. So it had all the, the list for all the armies in it. Um, the Ravening Hordes title was taken from a book from like 85, 86 called Ravening Hordes. But at the same time, there was also one called Forces of Fantasy. So it's a callback to both of those, those original ones. I mean, that that's, that's, cute, that's cute and all. I, I don't know how effective that is. <laughs> that's um, fair. That's fair, yeah. It's still a dumb name, but at least I know where it's coming from now. <laughs> I think um, the I think the only I think my only real issue with this is that, and I understand why they're doing it. They released a thing the other day talking about how there's like six or seven armies I think that aren't technically supported in the old world, and they've talked right. about how like they will not be legal to play in organized tournaments or any kind of sanctioned event, and it's yeah. stuff like. Vampire counts, uh, dark elves, uh, lizard men, things yep. like that. And I was like, I'm hoping that that's just a wording thing. And what they mean is that nomenclature wise, they don't exist because you'd be playing soul blight or you'd be playing seraphon, uh, and they're just going to redo them with new rules. But I really hope that's not the case because if, like I, literally the three arm three of the seven armies they listed are armies I played in yeah. Warhammer Fantasy. So I was like, I guess I just won't play Warhammer Old World. Here's my take on that. Here's my take on that. 
they um they they're not in there in this initial push because they've picked a time frame and here's what's going on in that time frame right they've also talked a lot about kislev they've talked about cafe and those two weren't mentioned in anything so there's room for this to expand to other places to switch yep. to other timelines to include some of those others but i'm sure it was more of a we can't all of a sudden be su instantly supporting 20 20 rangers 20 armies right so let's put these ones aside because they don't make sense in the the environment that we're creating right put those aside and what they were doing in that that thing where they said these will not be tournament legal and they won't be getting support is so that people can't won't go well where's my support with my characters why why isn't this any good in the tournament we told you very clearly in this paragraph here yep. <laughs> look at that that there's that set your expectations now you can go away and you can do whatever you like in tournaments that are run in your store you can run those however you like tournaments that are run in like people at Adepticon can be run however they like. It's just tournaments that are run by Games Workshop. So at the GW Open events around the US or in Warhammer World or whatever, won't include those armies. Right. No, I look, and I, uh, and I get that's, it. I, that's I my take on it. You can still do whatever you like. It's your no, look, I, I, I realize that. Like I said, it just, it seemed weird to me because I was like, you're not supporting most of these armies though. Like, I mean, most of these armies aren't really getting support. Right now, Bretonians and Tomb Kings. So two of the seven, thirty-two no, armies, nine. two of the nine. Yeah, <laughs> right. But like, there really isn't nine. There's like twenty-six. Like there, you know, you got you got well, wood elves, you got high elves, you get dark elves. What a wait to see what what is going to happen with those others. But they're the yeah, ones. No. That they're, they're the ones that they're going to be taking those steel molds off the shelf, sticking them into the machine, and pumping plastic into again. Right. Those nine. But they yeah, won't. The, the, be, they the won't green, be making more. They won't be popping out more Skaven gutter runner box sets. Sure. The 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 the, the four armies that I played in in Warhammer Fantasy were, um, vampire counts. Yep. Wood elves, dark elves, and chaos. Right. And I'm like, oh, I guess I just won't use most of those. Warriors of Chaos and Wood Elves are both in that list. Yep. So you're good there. Right, but of course, those are the two armies that I sold. I still have my Dark Elves and my Oh, Hammer. okay. Okay, so that's 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 not on Games Workshop. That's on you. No, no, but but I was like, oh, yeah, Old World's like, I'll just jump back in and use my armies. And they're like, you can't do that. I was like, I'm sorry, I can't I can't use my armies that I... Okay. Yeah, no, that's a shame. It is a shame. Um, but you can, you can totally use them. They're going to have rules. For Again, you. I'm not I'm not really that... I'm not really that upset about it. Like, there's, there's yeah, there are tons of games that I'm playing. I'm not really that worried. Yeah, all good. Um, just quickly, uh, in the chat, Josh says, uh, my old Hammer Dwarf army is ready for the new old world. Um, just quickly, uh, I have invited Josh to come on and be a guest uh, on the show. Uh, so we will talk at, with Josh sometime in February once he's had a chance to um, get uh, a few games of the old world uh, under him. And uh, so we can have a bit more of a... Um, I guess informed chat about it, and hopefully we'll get we'll have a bit more of an idea of where it's going, what what's happening. Sure, yeah, yeah. But uh, again, again, as a as a fan, I'm super excited for it. I think it's great, yeah. I, and and the fact that they picked the two armies that have had like 
the least amount of love in the last 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I thought was um, super crazy is that, um, that they got, so Pete, the war gamer has a YouTube channel, just so you know. Um, so he's a guy who does a whole bunch of conversions. Um, usually, or just recently games workshop sends him something and he turns it into something else. Uh, but they contacted him and said, Hey, could you do um, a video on making unit fillers? Which has been like a definite no, no for official games workshop tournament stuff um, for such a long time. But, but now for the old world, they're like, Oh no, it'd be super cool to have these unit fillers. Um, so <laughs> did a video on making unit fillers. So, so when you say unit fillers, you mean he's making proxy units? No, unit fillers are like, um, if you've got, let's say you've got, you painted up 32 skeletons, but you want to have a unit of 40. So you make a base that's the size of eight skeletons, and you put your, in this case, uh, you might put like a um, an obelisk on there, like a Camry obelisk, or you might put, the casket of souls on there or something like that. It's something that isn't another eight models. It's just something that fills out the unit. Okay. Interesting. So that you've got a bit more flexibility in uh, the size of the, the units that you can, can run. But uh, yeah, it's super, it's a super interesting thing. It's a super interesting uh, direction that they're going. It's subtle, nuanced, but we'll see what, uh, see what happens with that. Uh, Matt says there are no skeletons in the Bretonian box. There are. They're just covered in meat. True. There are meaty skeletons there. There's a ton of skeletons in the Bretonian box. <laughs> uh, just says, my friend cursed me by giving me the Moonstone starter box for Christmas. I was doing so well to not get into that game, and now I obviously have to buy all the things. <laughs> Definitely cool. Uh, Josh says, it's nice to see uh, people excited about playing Warhammer again. Definitely cool. Our group in Japan here are pretty pumped about it which is great. Um, and yeah, anything that lets people play more games and paint stuff is good, for sure. Uh, Sean says his wood elves and dwarves are ready. Um, and yeah, there we go. Just as uh, all second edition Warhammer titles. Um, Stephen says, yeah, I painted a bunch of those 93, skeleton, uh, those 93 skeletons back in the 90s. I have a couple of thousand points of empire with dwarves and halfling support units from back then too. <laughs> Listen, it's a dumb name, but it's got pedigree, Bob. <laughs> Definitely. Um, the last tournament Dave Hummel played in was a Warhammer Fantasy way back in 2012. Um, yeah. Uh, so we've covered that. It's given Dark Elves probably getting new armies in Age of Sigma. Oh, there is that. Um, just as uh, thank you and looking forward to that. Definitely would be cool. Jeff says, I got a crap ton of Forge World Chaos Dwarves I was hoping to play again in Old World. We'll have to work out some ways to make uh, to make that happen, Jeff. That'd be good. Uh, and Jeff says, yeah, I want to play it before we chat for sure. Um, Jeff says, where's my Famir? <laughs> and it's won't probably come to think of it. Definitely. And John says, uh, John signing. Hey, John. Uh, says unit fillers is such a good way to add a mini diorama to a unit. Definitely are. Uh, yeah, that I get. Yep. Sure. 
Uh, <laughs> that Paul says, my bad, you are correct. Yes, skeletons piling, piloting meat suits. Um, definitely. Uh, oh, and Dave Hummel says, yes, they did an article on it in the Warhammer community page. So, oh, and he says that his uh, the Empire Army, I'm guessing the one that he got rid of, was fully painted. Weird. Nice. Oh. Very cool. Ow. But uh, yeah, I think um, so. Found the old world stuff. Okay, cool. Um, I'm super lucky, very privileged that my army that I collected for Warhammer Fantasy is included in the the nine. Um, well, of course, they, like Games Workshop's not—they're not crazy. Like we got to make sure that Dave's army is. <laughs> he's done so much R&D for us over the years we'll make sure we keep his army real make sure it's all, all good but they have um, they have decided that, that I need to change my basing for all of it so I am just going to wait wait until I get the book I've ordered the the rule book and the um, forces of fantasy book no name um, <laughs> uh and then uh, I'll be able to have a look at all of that and work out what I'm going to do. Which which Empire Army I might transfer over first. Right on. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anything else? Any other new new things that you're excited about at the start of this year? No. Yes. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I have a quick question for everybody. Can everybody hear um, a uh, whistling sound in the background? Fairly intense whistling sound. No. I don't Lucky. hear it. It must be because of this microphone. <laughs> I am in my basement. My ba my desk is right next to my boiler. It's there. I can almost reach out and touch it. And of course, it's super cold here in Baltimore tonight so the boiler is running uh that's why, that's why i got my that's why i got my electric heater going here yeah <laughs> i can't hear your heater mainly because i got this boiler going right here. nice and quiet it's right behind me <laughs> excellent uh just as a fan or something uh it's not mad loud though that's good <laughs> cliff says negative go right now. patrick's here hi patrick i uh, said so, sorry i was just calling my dog back inside <laughs> awesome Okay, so I have a whole bunch of the photos from the uh, Facebook group for us to go through. Uh, but just before we do jump into that, um, I'm going to go back to something that's totally on brand, Scott. Um, it's a little bit of my, uh, the, the way that I, I get, I'll hear something, I see something on social media, I see a meme or a, somebody going, oh my God. Um, in this case, it was talking about the uh, the 17 year and 13 year cycles of um, in Australia we'd say cicadas. Oh yeah. In in America we say cicadas. Uh, so I'm in America, so I'm going to say cicadas. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of this, but there's there's a thing going around where people are like, oh my goodness, across all across America, the 17 year cicadas are going to come out and the 13 year cicadas are going to come out because that hasn't happened since 1803. Blah blah blah. It's going to be crazy. Um, I was like, "Hang on a second. I know here in Baltimore, the 17-year cicadas came out like three years ago. 
So I looked into it. I looked into it. And I found this image. I was like, is this just some sort of stupid, uh, crazy social media thing? But that's because I'm over here where the uh, this Brood 10 is. Uh, it's actually, can everybody see my cursor moving? Or is it just me? <laughs> I can see it. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so Brood 10 here. This is me in Maryland. So we just have to worry about that one. It comes up every... Uh, next time will be uh, 2038. However, in this part of the country here which is kind of central Illinois is where the orange group, the orange uh, 13 year, oh, sorry, there we go, 13 year and the uh, brown, so brood 13 for, uh, uh, will overlap. So if you live company in central managers, Illinois. Company managers stay for the Cicada uh, occupation map. Exactly. So as anyway, you know, as you'll notice, up where I live in Massachusetts and New England, no one cares because there's no cicadas there. <laughs> there's they're steadily down on the Cape. There's some purple ones, but that's not going to be until next year. So, but but I live north of that purple blob, which means I've never seen a cicada a day in my life. Right. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, in Australia, uh, sorry, I think. Brett, uh, Brett Abbott said cicadas aren't dangerous enough for us. We do actually have them. Um, and not only do we have them, they come out every year. Or at least, I'm guessing if there are broods, so that they're on our cycle so that every year we have cicadas. And sometimes it gets so loud, you can't help hear yourself think. First, they rupture eardrums. And nice. People crazy. Cliff, Cliff says that this is just Dave justifying uh, starting a new Tyranid army. Shh. <laughs> anyway sorry i find that sort of stuff fascinating <laughs> i thought i was i sorry I, I thought it was really cool but i was like that's not going to affect us we don't have we don't have them in new england yeah uh just quickly um scott says that new bretonian great weapon lord is terrible man and i was really hoping for some old aesthetic with a new tech so far and impressed uh here's my take on that um the models itself isn't too bad the face the face is where the problems lie yeah his i don't know if it's the paint job or the lighting or what but like it's, it, it's probably it's probably a mix of the sculpt and the lighting um i think it was one of martin for its earliest sculpts uh and he's probably like oh my god really what why <laughs> um so yeah that was a it was a an odd choice um i'm not sure it's great but um <laughs> but it just says yes what if they form mecha cicada <laughs> awesome fantastic uh and scott says man with all the money i saved not buying legions and old world stuff i got a monument hobbies go bag awesome very cool <laughs> skaters and summer background noise for all anime did not know that yeah yeah chris said the same thing it's the old one yeah, it was uh, it was sculpt originally sculpted in two thousand and eight, so um, 
but never made it into the range at the time. Scott, Scott. Of course, Australia's cicadas every year, they come out, drag some small children to the underneath, and then everyone carries on with their day. And then he followed it up with, that face looks like the face from an old Elric cover before people learned how to draw good. Both of these things are absolutely true. Yeah. Yep. Completely. Uh, and Matt says, fingers on that loader a little long as well. <laughs> my two favorite models from the range, and if they reprint them, I'm going to buy them, is the Green Knight. Yep. The Green Knight is, to this day, one of my favorite models. I think it's one of the coolest models they've ever done. And then the mounted... Um, the Mounted King. Okay, like Leon Leonker. Yeah, Leon Leonker is like that. That model is awesome. Like the bareheaded helmet with the bucket helm. Throw that in the trash. Right. The, the full, the full helm. Full that model helmet. is that model right. is awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I definitely think the uh, the the Green Knight is going to be re released. So keep an eye on it. It just holds up like as an old metal model. Like it's it's just a great sculpt. Who sculpted that one? I forget who sculpted that huh? one. No, the, the Green Knight. Yeah, uh, that was um, Michael Perry. It is the okay. Yeah, yeah, it's Perry's. Yeah, I mean they always they they always the Perry's always did great horses. So yeah. most mounted models, but I was like I wasn't sure if that was them or not. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, that model's great. All right, what do we got? Let's let's look at the picture. What do we got? We have, uh, so for the first episode of season four, 2024, we have starting off with uh, some uh, scarabs, Necron scarabs from Aaron Provost. Nice. So Aaron is uh, excited to be getting back to painting. He had a, uh, a couple of months um, without much painting. Excited to be getting these. Uh, I'm loving the the highlights on these guys. I always thought it was really funny that there's like four different, uh, three different sizes of scarabs now. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, it gives them more more of a uh, like a realistic bug feel. Yeah, but they're not supposed to be realistic. They're supposed to be metal bugs. They're I metal know. Bug I, I know, but uh, I guess. Um, it's not like the two fat ones in the middle had the others as like a litter. Like they're yeah, they're all stamped out by a machine. <laughs> well, I wonder if they grow. Are they? Are they do they not? Uh, they're not nanotechnology. I don't believe so. Okay. They are cool. Though. They look great. I think they do look cool. Nice work, Aaron. <laughs> uh, and then there we go. Uh, so Cal, I think Cal might still be in the chat. In the chat. Been painting up some of the abyssal dwarves from uh, Mantic. This looks like uh, this looks like the crew from uh, Time Bandits. <laughs> it does have that kind of have that feel, doesn't it? Yep, definitely. Uh, sorry, just quickly, Stephen. Stephen suggesting that the uh, the scarab sizing issue is a scale creep. It's like stealthy scale creep. We'll just increase sure. the size of some for the moment. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, looking cool there. I'm liking uh, Cal's use of the the colors, uh, colored inks there. For uh, like the green and the blue there. Yeah, they look great. Along. Nice one. Uh, next up, we have uh, Chris Gorka. Uh, so Chris recently finished up this uh, Triumph of Saint Catherine model for a uh, Sisters of Battle Army. 
this is it's, such an it's, elaborate it's model. Al- it's, it's almost finished. Almost finished? Yeah, look at all those look at all those blank scrolls. Oh, okay. Come on. <laughs> they, they they look great. I told them I, like what I what I do when I get to this point is I bust out my micron pen. Right. And I do like a big red like block shape, like the you know, like the illustrated yep. illuminated letters, and then I do scribbles in like black micron pen, and then I'll go back and I'll watch it. Right. Yep. You can't just have a bunch of blank scrolls. That's true. That's They're like, true. hear ye, hear ye. Come see the news. Come see the word. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, so, yeah, Stephen says they actually make Time Bandits minis and just says uh, Northumbrian Tin Soldier do official Time Bandits minis, and they're excellent. Wow. As long as I can get uh, Sean Connery as a hoplite and uh, Sark from Tron as the evil wizard, like, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> nice. You have to go and check them out. But uh, no, I absolutely true. Dave Hummels is such a busy model. It is um, completely super busy. But yeah, again, Chris has done a, a beautiful job. No, I really like this. Somebody, right. I saw somebody do this. Um, God, who was it? I saw somebody do this, and they did each of the sisters as yeah. one of the as one of the orders because the whole idea is that they're each carrying a relic. Right. So yep. like there's like the Order of the Sacred Heart, the Order of Our Martyred Lady, the Order of the Arden Shroud. And like so he did each one of the five sisters as one of the orders. It yep. looks so cool. Like it, there, it looks fantastic. This is nice. I kind of like that he made it very uniform. Yep. Um, and then I saw another version of this where somebody did uh OSL. Right. So all of the candles are the source lighting. So right. the closer you get to the middle of the model. The better lit it is. Oh, okay. And the further you get to the outside, the the like so you like their outside edges, they're all in darkness. Right. It was it was really really neat. Yeah, that's great. But uh, looks fantastic, Chris. Great work. Uh, next up from Chris, uh, you pin up the um, the Amadala set. Yep. I can't remember what it's called. We are brave. Fun. We are brave. We are brave. Or, uh Shadowpoint. So super cool the, there. The transitions he got in the handmaiden's dress are so good. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely look cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just says, yep, Connery and the Minotaur and the evil and evil and his minions. Kevin and the pig too. <laughs> oh, so good. You'll have to go and check it out now. But uh, yeah, Chris has done a great job here. Beautiful work, Chris. Yeah, these are these are phenomenal. Awesome. Uh, there we go. Chris, yep. So Chris, it, uh, now, if those are pushed back just a little bit with some terrain, you'd be like, "Are those forty k scale? Or are those?" Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you're like, "Well, they're an inch long, so they're definitely not like forty k yep. size." Exactly. But. Uh, now he used the uh, used some decals from uh, the full size heresy heresy transfer sheet. Yeah, those are like the 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 shoulder and the knee pad markings. Yep. Yep. He just wanted a little bit of color on his yeah. uh, things, so I didn't realize that the Legion's uh, vehicle transfer sheets are all black and white, or they're all black, I guess. But yeah. Nice one there, Chris. Yeah, they look awesome. Uh, 
He's even got the tiny little one on the door. On yeah. the side door, the little white one. Yeah. <laughs> Having spent a, a whole bunch of time over the, over the weekend putting uh, decals on. It's a lot of it's a lot of work putting on a tiny decal like that. It's, uh, next up, we've got Chris Kemig. Chris been, uh, finished his sergeant for his recon squad. Very nice. Looking cool. Great. I do like that guy. Like uh, be, being in the process of painting the eliminators, I was like, it's I was like, it's the same guy. It's just they it's not Primaris. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but now looking good, Chris. And Chris also uh finished up his uh, Master of Signals. Yeah. All I can think of like that is literally straight up based on the old rogue trader uh yeah um combo marine that, that's in there. It's yeah. so good. Absolutely. That helmet is awesome. Yeah. Love it. But yeah. Nice work, Chris. Looks great. Cool. Uh, excellent. Next up, we have Cliff. Uh, I think this, this is the only photo I grabbed, uh, Cliff stuff, but um, he's working with a Land Raider Proteus. Uh, but he's been wanting to do it up as a redeemer for his um, Ultramarines. So he has uh, 3D printed the sponsor there. And on the Facebook group, he's also added in the, um, there's a couple of pictures with the uh, Flamer. Is the Redeemer has the Flamer? Uh, the Redeemer is, is Flamers and on a, a twin linked assault cannon. Right. Yep. And then you've got the Crusader, which is the Hurricane right. Bolters and the, um, I think that also has an assault cannon. And then there's the, but this is the, this is the classic Land Raider with the over and under last cannons on the side. Yeah, yeah. But uh, now looking good. But if I'm excited to see this painted at Adepticon. Very That's nice. Cool. Uh, next up, Dave Hummel. Dave painted up some uh, some Terminators recently. Nice. You're looking good for his uh, Shadowhawks chapter. Great with those. Uh, so this is the the thirty uh, k Tartarus um, pattern terminators. Yeah, I really like the I like the Tartarus. Uh, the Tartarus pattern is one of my favorites. I really enjoy yeah. it. They do look great. I'm I, I must say I'm I prefer Cataphracty, but it's a pretty close run thing. So yeah, yeah, I'm the opposite. I I I don't like the Cataphracty. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> like so I I like these as well, but uh, particularly with the lightning claws, they look look best with lightning claws. I think. I think yeah. I, I mean the, the Indominus pattern are probably my favorite Terminator. Like that's what Terminators are supposed to look like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Scott says uh, I hate people that make the Land Raiders so the sponsor guns are behind the doors. Watch yep. your step, bro. <laughs> Dude, uh, Scott, I agree 100. percent Every time I see a Land Raider that I like that on a table or on a photo or something, I'm like, you built it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like I'm like so not only. Not only does it not make sense, because now, yeah, when you get out, you could pot potentially shoot your own guys, but it makes it so like like it's bad in both ways. Like either either you have to stop shooting so your guys can get out, or you could potentially kill your own guys. And I'm like, if you just move it up, it fixes both problems. You can get out and it can still shoot. Like, excellent. It is dumb. It makes no cool. sense. <laughs> anyway, uh, these look great, Dave. Um, Nice work. Uh, indeed, looking good. Oh, 
Uh, next up, Jeff Smith. Ooh. Jeff has been painting up a whole bunch of German uh, armored fighting vehicles. There's a couple of tanks and some uh, assault guns there. Jeff, are you using this for Flames of War, or are you playing World of Tanks? Not sure. It could be either. Could be either. Could be. But, uh, yeah, I think it's... So we've got a couple of um, tigers in there. Yeah, that's an elephant in the back. As I was going to say, is that an elephant at the back? And then the one on the right, is a, the, the two in the back are tiger twos. Okay. Or, or or king tigers, I should say. King tigers. And oh, then yeah. the two in the middle are those are those are tigers. Those are those are first They're gen tiger tigers. ones. Yeah. And then the three in the front, I think those are, I think those are uh, um, yagd tigers. I think they are. Oh, yeah, those, aren't, those aren't those aren't stugs. Those are those are, are yagd panthers. Maybe. Huh? Are they yagd panthers? They, uh, yeah, they can, uh, yeah, they could be Yag Panthers. Those, those might be Yag Panthers. And anyway, <laughs> but yeah, the camouflage is looking really good there. Um, yeah, just done a great job. Yeah, very cool. Okay, uh, next up, uh, oh, Jeff posted a photo of his. Um, yeah, this guy, this guy is great. Yep, he does look super cool. He did. He looks like he looks like a superhero. Is what he looks like. Right. You're right. Like, he does. This it's guy, like, like this guy, should get his own comic book. Like this guy looks great. It's the it's the black hood and the white faceplate, right? Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, definitely cool. Yeah. He looks. He looks awesome. He he did he did such a great job with the camo too. Like he did the white outline on everything. Yep. Okay, uh, Jeff says it's a mouse, two Tiger 2s, two Tiger 1s, and three Panzer 4s. All right. Okay. Anyway. Jeff, what are you using them for? Are you using them for World of Tanks, or is it, is it uh, for Flames of War? Or is it Commission? But anyway. Um, yeah, beautiful work on, uh, on this guy. It is that the black, uh, the black hood with the white face plate gives it a very yeah. superhero sort of feel. But yeah, it looks great. Nice work. You just gotta, you just gotta, call, you just gotta put some, uh, some writing on that purity seal. Excellent. Uh, next up is Mark Kaselniak. Baba Yaga's hut. Baba Yaga's hut. Great, cool. great work. Yeah, those look awesome. When it settles down, that could be a, it's just a fantastic haunted house, right? Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, yeah Mark's done an awesome job on there. I love the the weathering, that mossy uh, look on the wood and up on the. Um, the there's shingle. just there's so much going on in this thing. Yeah, definitely cool. Yeah, um, there's, an orc, there's an orc skull in the in the main window. Yep. And then there's like the jack-o'-lantern on the steps, and then there's like the weird like bird, like bird feeder ossuary on the left side. Right. That's really neat. Yeah. Yeah, definitely cool. Awesome work, Mark. Looks great. 
Uh, and Matt posted some photos. <laughs> These are awesome. <laughs> Where, uh, so <laughs> I think Matt is now moving from uh, working on Tyranids for Tale of War Gamers to working on a flying squig army. Uh, those are those are known as squings. Squings. Oh my goodness! Really? Do I have to use that term? Okay. <laughs> awesome squings. And just and they look super cool. Yeah. Definitely good. Uh, Jeff said that those tanks are were a tutorial video for Battlefront. Oh, nice! Awesome. Battlefront. So cool. Uh, yeah. So he's got that one, and uh, that's the sort of the group shot so far. I watched the Beast Snagger boys. So good. Some, uh, yeah, writing those awesome squeaks, but yeah, flying squeaks are great. <laughs> yeah, those are great. What, uh, I gotta ask you, Matt. Um, <laughs> there he goes. Sorry, Matt says, Yeah, I have no focus in my life. <laughs> we, I gotta ask you, were you sitting there and you had some of those, you just sort of put them together, and then you had some gargoyle wings just sitting around, and you went, Hang on a second, maybe. I'm curious. They look great, though. I'm excited to see them painted up. But yeah, really good. Nice one, Matt. Yeah, those are uh, those are awesome. I yeah. really like the I really like the big guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Big guy is super cool. Uh, next up, we've got Scott. Scott's going to work in progress. Um, I'm not sure you're going to be able to get this finished in time, Scott. For um, for LVO, don't know. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, the other half is also almost done. Yeah, just plunk it on top. Um, but yeah, I love this. Um, one of the things I was messing around with last week was um, like pushing my contrast on uh, like rounded volumes. And so when I saw this, it was like, oh, yeah, cool, <laughs> this is awesome. Um, so Scott's done uh, a bunch of stuff in a very similar fashion to the way I was messing around with stuff, which was the to look at the knee pads, the rounded shapes on the um, on the thighs there, and that helmet. Yeah. Or a very scratchy kind of um, approach to it, scratchy approach to the highlighting. But yeah. Oh, Scott says no, but he's taking a commissar and a steampunk thingy bust. Nice. Speaking of the Commissar, that's the next shot we've got. Very nice. So we've taken this guy along. Yeah, which looks great. Yeah, he's great. The the not the non-metallic metallic on the chest plate is probably my favorite thing on this model. It just looks so good. Yeah. No, it is really good. Although his like his like uh Wolverine uh lamb chops are pretty great, also. His like Wolverine pork chops he's got going on. <laughs> yep. You just call them pork chops? Yeah, the little, <laughs> the bit, little pork chops you got going on. Checks down the side there. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, yep. Oh, Scott says he'll finish it off when he gets back. It's fun and fairly quick to get to that point. <laughs> Matt says, don't turn around. Uh-oh. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he, is, awesome. he is in town. He is indeed in town. But yeah, looking great there, Scott. All the best with that guy. If he does well, uh, I think one of my favorite things is the uh, variety of textures. So the this treatment of the like the sword blade and the 
metal on the gun is very similar as you would expect uh, but it's then very different to the cloak which is again very different to the concrete um, sometimes when we get caught up in our painting we end up painting everything in a very similar textural way um, even if they aren't but good work there scott looks great he looks great um sean gleason posted uh this pick of some of his um inquisitor minis yeah, these are old school. So there's the Elf, the Eldar sniper on the left. Yep. And then I forget what who, what that Inquisitor's name is. It's the guy with the Covenant. Covenant. Who is it? Oh, Inquisitor Covenant. Covenant. Yep. Those are those are great. What about the Rogue Trader on the right? I have no idea who that is. I didn't I didn't buy him. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. But I but I had the other two. I had uh, Covenant and the Eldar. Yep. Definitely cool. There we go. Uh, Matt Paul says mutton chops. Neither, nice. Neither lamb nor pork, but mutton. And uh, Josh has some amazing painting skills in the uh, build paint play community. Definitely. Uh, and Scott says, my goal all year has been to get a silver standard this year. He got bronze last year. So, yep, we wish you the best on that. Yeah, good um, luck, man. But, uh, yeah, fantastic work there, Sean. I do like that he freehanded the double-headed eagle on his like tabard. Yep. Yep. Looks great. Nice one. Uh, next up. Uh, okay. Yeah. Steven um, posted this in the in the group. He said that uh, he's now taken to arranging his paint on his wet palette so that he can uh, turn it into a. Um, a little landscape at the end of the session. It's very Bob Ross. It's some happy little trees super Bob Ross, over there. <laughs> so I think that's uh that's awesome. Yeah, you can see you can see there how that, that might work and uh but yeah, awesome. <laughs> Just having uh some great fun there. Nice. But then uh Stephen also posted the uh the finished picture of his three um squat <laughs> oh my god these are, these are awesome yeah like imagine imagine that for a second like okay we're in the future yeah and three dwarves which you're like okay cool they got like boots and belts and like padded vests on that makes sense i got yeah. it and then they have like goggles and you're like okay cool they're like and they have mohawks you're like all right and they have like swords and chain swords and they're on hover skateboards like that's yeah, it's ridiculous. Like I love it. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. That's the beauty of it, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yep, awesome. Great work there, Stephen. Yeah, those are awesome. Super cool. Thanks for sharing. Uh, it was great to see the progress in these as well, as each one was uh, was painted up. Uh, if you haven't seen these in the group, uh, definitely go and check out the Facebook group. The uh, link is below uh join up and uh post some of your own photos too which would be super cool uh and then i think finally we have the yep we've got this piece from tim martin what the hell is that it's amazing though isn't it it's like a, it's like a robo carnifex <laughs> yeah yep but it's big it's super big <laughs> yeah, i mean he's great yep the, the front of it, it's like the 
the armor plates remind me a bit of a like a leviathan dreadnought yeah it almost looks like a leviathan like a leviathan shoulder piece yeah yeah and then the thing in the middle looks like the looks like part of the brass scorpion it's like the right. armor cowl yep but yeah I'd, I'd be curious to see like like where all these parts came like is this a kit bash or is this a 3d print uh i think it's probably it's probably a mix of the two <laughs> would be my guess but yeah looks super cool uh he said that um he painted it up for uh Reapercon in 2022 but didn't get to go uh so i was suggested that he definitely tries to take it to uh Reapercon this year it's cool. I think um, the last few years, Reapercon's been on the same weekend as Nova, so uh, the Labor Day weekend. Uh, but I have a feeling, I think I heard that they are moving it back to the October spot that they were looking for. Mecha Hero Fan? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, could be. Yeah, the, pro the only problem is like there's nothing really in the foreground for scale, so I don't know how big it is. Right. Although that, that drink cup in the background looks like it's like a 20 ounce glass so that thing's base has got to be like this yeah that's it's like big. a that's like a 12 inch pizza plate it's on yeah <laughs> it's definitely big for sure yeah. but no looks awesome great work Tim. very nice and i think that concludes uh the yep that concludes the minis for the facebook group this evening nice I'll get I'll get ready I'll get ready a sneak peek of next week if they want because next week is our four warlords right so I got yep so I got my chaplain he's he's getting there is he focused oh, nice Kinda. yeah yeah so he's he's getting there I gotta uh, I gotta do his, his shoulder plate still and I did um you can't really see it in this because it's so dark in here but all of the gold I did with rough iron and I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna do it so it looks really um like antique. So I'll, I'll, I'll okay. I'm just going to like, I'm going to weather it up. So only the very extreme edges are like gold. Right. I, I don't, I don't want my guy. I, I can't stand when you see like, like models and it's like, he's like covered in gold. And I'm like, you wouldn't look like that. I don't want him to look like the, like Mecca Pope. Like that's not what I'm going no. for. So. <laughs> um, and then the, the eliminators were fun. So I, yep. I did them all black and, and I, I have them all like, um uh like, like camoed out. So okay. normally, because I'm playing, because my guys are the flesh eaters and they're bright red, all yeah. I did was I did like a magenta wash on like the shoulder rim. Okay. And, and when I do my transfers, the transfers will be in red and their squad markers will be in red because the military uses red a lot because it doesn't screw up your night vision. Right. Okay. But there won't be any white on the model and there won't really be any like bright red. Uh, and then I started doing like the dazzle camo on the back. Right. And then I'm doing this like the lightning bolt line. Yeah, I'm going to bring that all the way up to white and it'll be like the predator cloak. So from that point down, it'll match the base. Okay, nice. So I, I, I found this really cool tutorial that this guy did. I, I mean, we talked about this last week. I looked at like, I must've looked at 40 or 50 different versions of it. And I was like, I kind of like this one, but I kind of like that. So I did my cloaks. So they're dazzle. And then I'm using the effect from another tutorial that I kind of liked and I'm mixing it with a third one that shows how to like transition the, the, the cloak and use the texture stuff on it. Yeah. Um, but they'll be fun, but I'll, I'll have all three of them, all four of them done for next week. So that's two more units done. That's the chaplain and then the eliminators. Nice. And then I will show you this. Oh God. 
Just while Jake's grabbing that, uh, Stephen's saying, uh, glad I had the chance to tune in live. Fun episode. I will go and leave a like and a comment when it goes up proper. That's uh, something that would be great if everybody could do that. Uh, everybody's watching. Um, it apparently uh, appeases the algorithm gods and helps. Yeah, please help, help appease the algorithm gods. <laughs> so, yes. Finally, oh, executioner. Excellent. And... Oh, I can't see what it is. All three repulsors. All three repulsors. Finally got all three. I got I got this old school box. Yep. But I, I think I think uh this one I've been sitting on for a while. And then Jim traded me one. Nice. And then we finally got a restock, so I was able to get the other one. Awesome. So now I have all those. So at this point, I think all I have left to buy is after I'm done with those, I'm gonna do the I'm going to try to do the two repulsors. Yep. Two of the repulsors next because they'll be red. And then I'm going to do the executioner, which is the command vehicle. And yep. then I'm going to do the last repulsor. And that'll be my death company one. So it'll be that one will be black. So I'll have to do it. I'll, I'm going to paint that a different way. Okay. Um, and then when I'm done with that, I think I just have to paint. I think I have four units after that. I, not four units. Yeah, yeah. Four units. I have to paint death company, a unit of intercessors. And then two more like, assault intercessor. No, because I already have I already have one unit done. Right. I gotta do um yeah, one more assault intercessors, one more death company intercessors, and then I gotta do two lieutenants. Okay, I gotta do two apoth or sanguinary priests, yeah, and I gotta paint my captain. Right. Nice. And since you guys are doing extra, I have a Leviathan that's like mostly done. I'm gonna go <laughs> back and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to convert it over and I'm going to redo the basing, redo all the markings. Yeah. I have to like put some flesh eater stuff on it, but uh, it'll, it'll match the army. So it'll, it'll all be cohesive. Awesome. Awesome. Right. That's going to be super cool. Um, I might grab something. I will probably just run him as, since you can't run Leviathans anymore in 40 K, yep. I will probably just run him as a Brutalis. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. For sure. Um, I'm going to grab, where is he? Here we go. Uh, he's one of the guys that I've painted up this past one. Nice. This oh, is that's the, the, uh, is that the limited edition chaplain? Yep. So, Very nice. I wanted to, I really liked him. I never got him when he was released, so I had to hunt him down. He, he is my only issue with that model. I mean, you, yep. this has nothing to do with your paint job. He looks great. My only issue with that model is he is so busy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like so on the time. front, on the front, he he has like a hat rack on the front of him. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's like his skull, two full size skulls, two full size skulls, a full size skull is Belbogo. Like there's six skulls on the front. He's carrying a lot of history for sure. It's a hat rack. <laughs> That's I why mean, I didn't, he, has, uh, he, has, get... he has like beads all. He has beads I, all over him, and like I left the, the back very uh, very plain. <laughs> Which you had to, because I'm sure you were exhausted after painting the front. Yeah, so many skulls. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's insane. But uh, yeah, he was a lot of fun to work on. Definitely, uh, definitely cool. I painted I painted one of those a couple years ago. We did like a Secret Santa thing, so yeah. I painted one of those a couple years ago for our buddy Nick uh, out in Chicago and sent it to him. And he he was fun, but yeah, working on him, I was like, this is too much. So I I definitely toned down the front. I think yeah. I did the skulls like. I did them. I think I did like uh, again that antique gold, so they were very dull, like with just some some highlights on them, just so 
It's not just like a wall of white because otherwise his front is so light. You've got all the scroll work and then like he's got the big belt buckle and like the eagle. And like, like I said, there's like the five skulls and then his skull mask. And I'm like, he's supposed to be, Chapman's supposed to be black with a little bit, with a splash of color. <laughs> and he's like white. He's yeah. like a white Marine with like black arms. That's a, um, yeah. After I painted him and I painted the, uh, painted the, the new one. Yeah, I like he's he's a little more subtle. I like him. Yeah, he's much more subtle. I had to go with the uh, the bone colored ribs. There we go. Yeah, I like it. Again, he's almost done. Otherwise, it'd be too much black. Hmm? He's almost done. What are you talking about? Okay, all right, it's on there. All right, all right. I'm just making sure. I was like, you can't do that. <laughs> awesome. But I gave him the uh, the shield. Yeah, I, I I really like the way you transition the shield too. So it's like it's like that bright teal to like dark. Yeah. yeah. So like the front of like where his hand would be is like black because it's so shadowed. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That 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 chaplain is great. Cool. But yeah, um, cool, awesome. So yeah, next week we have uh, episode four of the. Taylor Four Warlords. Uh, so myself, Jake, Jeff Smith, and John Schaefer uh, will be coming to show you a lot more of uh, the stuff that we've been working on. Uh, we also will introduce, we have a um, a Taylor Four Warlords sponsor uh, for our final four episodes, which will be uh, super cool to talk about. Um, yeah, we'll show you some stuff from them. Uh, that's in addition to our season sponsor of The Army Painter. Uh, once again, link down below you can check out their website uh you can place a pre-order with them or you can do that at your local uh, friendly local game store um or with jake at, yeah, and if you don't have a friendly local game store i will be your friendly local game store he will indeed uh the week after that so january 30th we're going to be talking with uh carl tuttle and uh josh sawyer from the independent characters podcast uh, we're going to be chatting with them about um Bob, uh, about the incredible longevity of the independent characters podcast uh, and how they keep coming up with uh, different ideas. Of course, they're only talking about one game system, really. One game setting, really. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be cool to chat with uh, Carl and Josh. Um, as I mentioned, at some point in February, we'll be talking with uh, Josh from Crown of Command. Uh, and we will also be talking at some point in February or possibly March just for Adepticon with uh, Patrick Keith from Bombshell Miniatures. And then, oh my goodness, I have my list, but it fell. Remember when everything fell off the desk earlier? It's all good. Show? It's all good. We can go over it next time. We don't need to do it all today. <laughs> no, but there's a whole bunch of other um, great folks uh, that we're going to be hopefully talking to over the course of the, uh, the season. Uh, Sam Lenz, Damon Drescher, uh ben and connor from black site studios uh mac martin possibly yep uh so yeah loads of cool folks uh coming up over the next 19 episodes of uh season be a good time uh patrick when you once you get your once you get that gladiator painted post some pictures in the uh the facebook page and we'll we'll put it up here and then show it off excellent that'd be cool definitely so um <laughs> matt has put in uh his little thing that we need to uh we need to 
work on our rhythm to, to be able to say uh, we aim to game and to do so you have to build paint play. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yep. Uh, well, again, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, hopefully this is the, this is a good start to season four and we will, uh, we will see you all next week. Uh, and if you need anything, obviously hit us up on the Facebook page and one of us will get back to you. Um, but otherwise we will see you guys next week. Dave, are we all set? Uh, I think we are. It's going to be a little bit of, uh, clicking and running, but fingers crossed. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we'll see you next week. And as always, don't forget to build, paint, play. Sit down. Sit down.